Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Jerry Courtney Austin. And I'm Will Lentz. And we are your hosts. And today we are thrilled to have Sabrina Vedette on to talk all about her work as a vaginal steam therapist and a yoni crystal guide. Uh, we get into so many different things. Uh, one of the highlights is a cervical orgasm, which just like blew my mind. <laughs> um, and now it's like on my to-do list. Um, but yeah, before we get to that, actually on that train, I think it's really funny because I'll always do these episodes and, and interview different people and learn different stuff. And I'll always always go back to my partner and be like oh we have to try this thing or this is now on the goal list <laughs> every time he's like okay cool 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 but i hope i like to think that you have like a list on the fridge that is just like <laughs> check boxes of what you need to try um. yeah exactly um yeah and so some exciting news is that we are we are moving in together so we got a place and we're moving in in a couple weeks yeah, that's very exciting. You know, I love that. I mean, especially we've, I feel like we've kind of followed uh, your journey, um, you know, not just with the start of this podcast, but I mean, throughout COVID too, right? Of like, oh, yeah, know, totally. <laughs> choosing to quarantine together. And then now that's awesome. I love that. Uh, it's very exciting. And I know that, um, and that you guys were like considering it for a little bit. And I think uh, we're looking around in a couple different places. I'm glad you found something that you're, you're excited about. Yeah. So through quarantine, like we basically moved in together <laughs> immediately um so now uh, we're just like so excited to build a home and to have more space because i live in like a tiny home and um like a one bedroom that's like a little bungalow it's super small so it's just gonna be fun to to like uh, build a place with somebody else too uh who i love and who um yeah, I don't know. I've never done that with anybody. Like, you know, with my, my old partner, he moved in with me. And so it was like I already had the space. So this is a new experience for both of us, actually, of like finding a new place, both coming to that new place with, you know, the intention of creating it together. And, and that makes me really excited. Yeah, I've heard that that's a good way to go about doing it. It's not something that I've experienced, but I, I it's like a fresh start somewhere new. And, you know, you don't feel like they are coming into your place and you, or you are intruding on their place. It's like you have made this decision together consciously and, and that you can move forward with that. And actually I didn't mean, mean for that to be a segue, but I do feel like a lot of what gets talked about in this interview today is about that sort of like consciousness of what you're experiencing and uh, making those choices with intent. And, uh, and so I think that that's really cool. And I think, you know, it, it goes beyond sort of, um, you know, the physical space, but also to like the emotional space too. And it seems like you guys are doing that. And uh, I'm super excited to, at some point, uh, get to come check it out, uh, yeah. you know, when everything when gets all settled. When you're back in LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, and I, I love that segue because I think uh, one of the big things that Sabrina talks about is creating a container and a space for exploration that's really safe and, you know, um, calms the nervous system and, and has acceptance and the ability to explore. And so um, – I think we've done a really good job of doing that and and I'm excited to bring that intention into a new space that is that is for both of us because um yeah that it's just like a lot of clarity around what I want to create and I think that can only 
be helpful. But we'll see. I love that. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, well, without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Sabrina Vedette. Yay! Welcome to Finding My Yum. Today, I'm so excited. We have Sabrina Vedette. She is a certified vaginal steam therapist and yoni crystal guide who supports humans in discovering and harnessing their pleasure, passion, and purpose. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to to share this time with you. Aloha, sister. It's also my pleasure to be here on Finding Your Yum. Um, (laughs) Your mission and purpose is very needed in the world right now. Thank you. Um, Likewise to you. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to dive in to, so what is it exactly that you do? uh, You know, the, the bio talks a lot about what you can offer, but what is it specifically that you're focused on and what are, what are yoni eggs? (laughs) All right. Well, a yoni egg is a crystal that you use inside of your yoni, which is Sanskrit for the word vagina. Um, And you use this crystal to create dexterity in your vaginal muscles, to strengthen and tonify your pelvic walls and floor, to increase your sensitive nerve endings for all you vibrator users out there who have been damaging your precious nerve endings. And it also supports us in reaching greater and heightened states of pleasure by activating acupressure points that are located all around our vaginal opening as well as inside our vaginal canal all the way up to our cervix. And so um, does the type of crystal have different impacts? Like are you choosing specific types of crystals and rocks that enhance certain aspects of this or does or is it like a combination of of all different kinds that can enhance exactly what you're talking about. Yes, there are only certain crystals that we can use inside of our yoni, right? If you think about it, a crystal is kind of a gift from the great goddess, the god, the earth goddess, our mother, right? She has spent thousands of years putting just the right amount of pressure and minerals and time and water and, you know, effort together to produce this crystal from the earth. And not all crystals are created equally. So some crystals um, contain minerals that aren't good for our body internally. So it's really important to pay attention to which crystal you're using and if they're safe to use internally. But also every single crystal out there is carrying its own vibration and its own frequency, right? So a lot of times when we think about a rose quartz, we're like, oh, rose quartz, that's the crystal of love. Like, I love having my rose quartz by my bed, or maybe I want to, you know, use a, a black tourmaline or an obsidian to protect myself or protect my energy, you know. So crystal energy has been known since the beginning of time. And so these crystals are amplifiers of energy. So when you're using a crystal inside of yourself, Yet crystal is acting like a lighthouse, amplifying the energy of its own frequency inside of your body and helping you reach that frequency. Amazing. And so how do you guide people? Like if somebody booked a one-on-one or was going to go on this journey with you, what would, what would that look like um, to help yeah, bring about all of these 
changes? Because it's not only just just utilizing the crystal. I imagine there's there's work around it that needs to be done to connect like the mind body connection. Well, I'm glad you said that because this is the second part of that conversation, right? So our bodies, our emotions are all vibrating on their own frequencies too. When we're vibrating on the frequency of love, it's way different than when we're vibrating on the frequency of trauma or or shame or fear or guilt, right? So if you are human on this planet, you know, you are, you have a full spectrum of emotions and you're walking around vibrating these emotions, getting activated all day and all night. You know, maybe somebody cuts you off in traffic and that activates something in you. And then you start carrying that frequency, that emotion of like, what the fuck happened, you know, or let's say you um, have the most amazing day at your job and you come home and you're so elated. You feel so good about your success and and your state of mind. And so you're vibrating at that frequency, right? So many of us are vibrating at frequencies that we don't even know. If we have unresolved trauma, or if we have um, sexual blockages, or if we have, you know, issues with our mom or our, our, you know, in our family that we haven't resolved, they're just sitting inside of our body and they're emitting those frequencies all the time, whether we know it or not. And then we start living life having all of these things becoming attracted to us. And we're like, why are these bad things happening to me? Or like, what's going on? And it's because we're attracting these people and experiences to us that are reflecting how we actually feel inside. So when we're doing energetic work with the Yoni gem, what we're doing is we're identifying what our, the root causes of our emotions are. It's like, yeah, I feel depressed, but why do I feel depressed? What's underneath that layer? You know, oh, like I, um, I'm still single and I don't know why, or I can't lose weight and I don't know why. You know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to go into that. We're going to find out the root cause of that. We're going to figure out why we're vibrating at that frequency. And then we're going to use a yoni egg to support us in amplifying the frequency we desire. Are we not doing well at our job? Well, maybe we need to work on our prosperity and our self-worth. Maybe we just somewhere inside don't feel like we're worthy enough to succeed. And so we work on that together, but we work on that with the green adventuring crystal, which is the crystal for prosperity, right? And so that way we combine the emotional, you know, soul work with the support of a healing crystal to be able to move through these thick emotions and uncover what's going on inside of our body so we can clear that out. I love that. And I yeah, it's really powerful. And so I have an idea of the answer to this question, but so why why channeling it through the yoni? Why using that space um, to incubate the, the crystal and the energy there? Well, our womb is our source of power, right? This is where all of our feminine power lies. This is how, where our creative self-expression lives. This is where our sensuality lives. This is where our ability to create life, whether it is a baby or a relationship or a meal or a home lives, right? This is the center of our being as a woman. 
And so therefore, this is where we're also holding all of that stuff too. You know, there's two sides of the coin. This is where our anger and resentment is living, right? This is where our trauma is living. And so what we want to do is we, it's like we want to weed the garden. If all of this stuff is here, we want to weed out what doesn't serve our highest good and what doesn't serve our highest purpose. And it happens in the womb and the gateway to the womb is the yoni. Got it. Um, and so I want to get into your journey into this work um, and and what got you started and sort of your journey with healing. I did want to touch on one thing because you mentioned vibrators um, and like self-pleasure tools. And so I just kind of want to clarify, you know, what your, I guess, opinion of, of utilizing those for self-pleasure, for um, mutual pleasure, for partner pleasure, you know, whatever um, – because it seemed, yeah, it, it seemed like perhaps it was um, in opposition to sort of some of these things that you're talking about. But I, I just want to clarify that. Yes. Well, it is great because the vibrator industry is a massive corporate industry um, who has absolutely no, um, no interest in your health or wellness. <laughs> so they've created a massive amount of mechanical tools to um, create quick pleasure um, surges in the body. Um, but that are actually harming your ability to feel. Now our yoni, um, our vagina is full of all of these sensitive nerve endings and very, very delicate tissue structures, right? And just as I mentioned before, we have all of these acupressure points. If you've ever heard of acupuncture, it's when you touch on a meridian line, right? And that opens up an energy flow inside of your whole body, which is called chi, right? So when you are using a vibrator, you are attacking all of that beautiful sensitive tissue that your body has provided for you to be able to feel. And it's deadening your sensitive nerve endings so that it makes it harder and harder to feel anything. And that's why if you're a vibrator user, you might say, oh, like I keep having to turn up my vibrator or a man is never going to be the same as my vibrator. You know, I don't get off with a man. I get off with my vibrator. Well, it's because a man um, or a lingam carrier is not a machine and will never be able to live up to a mechanical jackhammer, right? So, so when you're in that, when you've been in that process of destroying your sense of nerve endings for a long time, a lot of women notice they go dry, they go numb, they feel like they don't have, a, they lose their libido or their sex drive, or they can only be satisfied with the vibrator. And the Yoni Gem and other crystal healing tools that I and other beautiful practitioners carry um, are rehabilitatory tools to begin to rebuild those sensitive nerve endings. And and to begin to teach your body how to feel naturally again, as well as naturally begin to lubricate. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring this up because I think what, what comes up for me is that vibrators and other tools are, are an opportunity for, 
for enhanced pleasure, for self-pleasure, for for the opportunity to explore, I think, in a way that sometimes if you don't have some like a, a you know, someone like you to work with, or if you're repressed or, you know, you don't have access to these kind of things, like it is an opportunity to to explore and get more curious about like your body and how it how it feels pleasure. And so yeah, I guess I'm 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 just curious about like reconciling those two things is like there these are an option to for pleasure while I understand at the same time yes of course it's it's overstimulation and um can can definitely lead to what you're talking about um so I'm curious if you can just talk to that if that makes sense kind of what I what I'm yeah, expressing absolutely. Um, and I am a huge self pleasure advocate. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, that is really important for it to be you know known. And um, I do believe that our self can be our best lover. And yet, um, mm-hmm. there are many different ways to restore self pleasure practices. And as I was sharing, what what I stand behind are crystal pleasure tools, you know, or even a glass um, pleasure tool. And yeah, it requires a little bit more work because you have to move it yourself. Except when I think about a vibrator that's moving for you, I kind of feel like that's like the McDonald's of pleasure. You know, it takes the body, the female body, 40 minutes to warm up naturally. It takes that long for our body to want to receive something inside of us. Like it takes that long for our yoni to juice up for her to start like desiring. And we're just like, I just want to get off right now and go to sleep. So I'm going to throw in the vibrator, you know, whether she wants it or not, because I just want to get off and then I'm going to go to bed. And that's not really the way to cultivate a relationship with yourself or with your womb. Right. And then women are like, Oh, how do I access my divine feminine? Or like, how do I listen to my intuition? Or I don't know why I have a cyst or a fibroid or why I get infections or why my pH balance is off. It's like, well, you don't, you have a severed the relationship with your womb and you've severed the relationship with your pleasure because your mind just wants to do things and you just want to live in a certain way. And so the results of that are when women are like, where's my libido? Where's my sex drive? Why aren't I, uh, am I going through early menopause? Or I guess that's just what happens when you're 40 or you just don't feel a lot anymore. It's like, no, let's take a look about how you've been treating your yoni, where you're at with your womb. And like, where, you know, do you talk to her? Are you like let's have a beautiful love night do you like are you lighting candles are you in the bath are you treating yourself like you would wish to be treated or are you just using something to get off you know and so that's another way to look at it and once you begin using a crystal healing tool and you begin actually feeling with your own body like wow I really like it when it's like this, or maybe I really like it when my fingers are on my clit and then I use the crystal healing tool instead of having the rabbit juggling my clit and then, you know, and just start actually realizing what feels good and how you like it. And then that helps when you are desiring to be intimate with a partner, you can communicate and express that because so often women, we're stuck in this space of like, 
lying there when a man is or a lingam carrier is doing something or even our girlfriend or are they you know and we don't feel the empowered voice to speak up and share what actually feels good and how we like it because we don't even know because we haven't been there with ourselves we haven't taken ourselves to our erotic edge so we have nothing to say and then we're just silent in this in and having sex instead of being intimate and making love yeah thank you for clarifying that um that does make a lot of sense yeah so I'd love to go into your your journey and like what drew you to this work and a little bit of your own uh, perhaps healing process around this or how how these crystals and yoni eggs have impacted your your life personally as well as professionally absolutely well for me, I, um, since I was in high school, was really into bad boys <laughs> and motorcycles and psychedelics. <laughs> Who is it, right? <laughs> so that developed over time, you know, into some really unhealthy relationships. And I also did have the extreme pleasure of having beautiful relationships where I was treated like the goddess that I deserved to be. But for some reason, deep inside, I was still drawn to these unhealthy relationships. And it was something that I didn't have an answer for or couldn't figure out even myself. Like, why am I choosing this? You know, what's going on? Yeah. And um, it was during a very like particular um, the challenge where I left a very beautiful, loving relationship for an ex-partner that had treated me so badly. And it, you know, catapulted into this, you know, huge, like, um, when I really realized, like, in that relation, like, oh, my gosh, if I don't get out of this, I'm going to die, like, like, on multiple levels, mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, like, you know, and I, it was yeah. like that rock bottom. And like, why did I leave this beautiful man? And like, look, look at what I'm in right now. And so when I left, I, I had that moment of like, if I don't leave this, I'm going to die. And I did, I got out, you know, and, um, yeah. and I went on a healing journey. Right. And this healing journey, I was like, I need to figure out like what's going on inside of me. And so I wound up traveling for years all over the world and taking courses and workshops and working with abuelas and and having holding ceremonies in the jungle and being part of ceremony and, um, you know, really listening, listening to my womb, opening up, like asking myself these difficult questions, seeking mentors, seeking teachers, you know, on this healing journey. And um and on this journey, you know, I was, I was gifted my first yoni egg, which was an obsidian yoni egg, which obsidian is really a shadow crystal. It's a crystal of, of, of protection, but it's also a crystal of authenticity, right? And it's called the stone mm. of truth. And I'm very deeply connected to it because of my Egyptian roots. So it also has, it has roots in Egypt and roots in Mexico, which are like my two, um, you know, cultural heritage symbols. And, um, and I began learning with, um, you know, uh, the medicine women of the obsidian, and it uncovered in me these feelings of being not enough, not feeling successful, having low self-worth, you know, and all of those things contributed to me attracting these 
unhealthy relationships. And it was using um, this knowledge and wisdom of the ancient feminine um, with the Yoni gem that I began my own rehabilitation journey. And the reason it was so powerful for my self-pleasure was because the unhealthy relationship that I had been in that seven year cycle and in and out for seven years was that his um, manipulation tactic was withholding intimacy and withholding mm. love and then, you know, um, cheating on like all over the place, but, you know, withholding from me. And so that really made me feel so unworthy, so not valuable, like, so like, um, you know, I, I mean, a, anyone that's ever been there can imagine how that would feel when you know everything that's going on. And, um, yeah. and so when I began my self-pleasure journey, it was really to, to bring pleasure back into my life and teach myself how to feel and to honor myself and to honor my body that had been so disrespected and so like thrown out, you know, by this, in, in this relation. And so that's how I redeveloped my connection back to my pleasure, you know, and that ultimately opened up a dialogue with my womb and a dialogue with the feminine and, um, I'll open me up to beginning to pray back to the goddess, you know, and just mm. re start re-remembering and seeking all of the ancient cultures and traditions and, and of the goddess, you know, which have all had to go underground because of the patriarchy and the picture of the one God, right? And so right. all of our female deities and archetypes that are all manifestations of the one creation anyway, you know, um, have had to go underground. So I started um, going into my heritage, into Isis, into Hathor, right? I started opening myself up to, um, you know, to in my Jewish heritage, Shekinah. She was, the, she was the queen of Shabbat. She was the queen goddess of, you know, uh, the mystic Judaism, but we don't talk about her anymore, you know? Yeah, we are talking off mic. I have no idea yeah. who that and is. So what, what this is yeah. really doing is when women like me and you and everyone else begin to bring the goddess back into our consciousness, we are beginning to open back up to the divine feminine, which is a huge movement right now, right? It's like women are waking up like I'm over being oppressed on, on an emotional, spiritual level, besides a physical paycheck level, besides glass ceiling level. And, you know, it has nothing to do with feminine. It has to do with re-remembering that we are the creatrixes of life. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, a man came from us, you know, and there's no yeah. power structure. It doesn't mean that we're greater or more than them. There's a balance and we're both in it. And you know what? Women ain't rising without the men either, you know? So when we're on our healing journey, we need to reach a hand out to the men too. But the point is that, you know, we have you know, we've systematically had the goddess removed from us and that's taken away our power. And when we open back up to the goddess and we look to her for support and for help and we go into nature and we sit with trees and we ask nature, what can I do for you instead of what can you do for me? How can I serve you? What mm -hmm. offerings can I bring to this land? You know, how can I support your longevity? And when we start opening ourselves up, we open ourselves up to the feminine, which is compassion, which is nurturing, which is unconditional love, and ultimately, which is in service to, you know, the the great everything, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Okay, there's so many things that I want to <laughs> go back and touch on. And so I am curious. Um, 
So I love this. So you went on uh, like a traveling healing journey for yourself. What what were you doing before this? Like was there a career path that you were pursuing that wasn't in alignment with this um, that caused this shift? Or were, were you always in this healing space um, to a certain extent? Well, um, when I was in my early 20s, I worked in the action sports industry. I worked in surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, and I loved it. Um, I was really, um, I was in my groove, I was surfing, and I and um, I had a traumatic experience in, that happened in my life that really shook me to my core. And that traumatic experience was my, my father, um, my stepdad, who raised me as a father, um, he tragically passed away in a moment, very unexpectedly, um, in a, in a, um, you know, and it left, you know, a vacant hole in, you know, my spirit. And I was so angry at creation, at God, at goddess. I was so, um, um, enraged. Right. Like how could mm. such an incredible man that, you know, when they say only the good die young, <laughs> you know, one of these experiences where a man that had done nothing yeah. in his whole life, but to be of service and to be of the highest good to so many people, like just be taken just like that. Like what, what does that mean? Like what really actually matters, you know, like what actually matters in life? Like, and I, even though I loved my, my job in a lot of ways, I just didn't want to work for anyone anymore. I just decided that I didn't want to do one thing that, you know, wasn't about me pursuing my dreams or my bliss because I wasn't guaranteed to be here tomorrow, you know, and that was when I was 25. And so that really started my journey of finding myself of go of, of beginning to say like, what is my sole purpose? I love surfing, but is that my sole purpose? I mean, it wasn't, you know, and that yeah. real like internal, like eat, pray, love quest that went on, of just, like, totally. you know, who yeah. am I? What am I here to do? What is my dharma? Yeah. You know, and yeah, I love that. And I love that. Thank you for sharing. I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear, um, that he passed but but the fact that you took that message so strongly and that it carried up until this point you know I think sometimes we get shaken and then it's like a temporary awareness of um how quickly life can pass or you know how temporary our time is on Mm -hmm. this earth and so I think that's amazing that it it, would you've sustained it in in such a way that now you've cultivated an amazing practice to bring to other women, female identifying people, womb having people. Um, And so from your travels, um, yeah, I love this tapping into um, all different goddesses. And it sounds like you, you connected with even different spiritual practices and religions and stuff as you were going on this journey. So was there, I I guess I'm curious, was there, like you started with the protection, um, the that kind of crystal, was there a, like a specific journey of discovering these different crystals and how they impacted your life and had roots in all these different aspects of who you are? Because I think it's so fascinating that that one in particular was so 
prevalent to to your ancestral history to what was coming up for you um you know it obviously it was the perfect one at the time and so I'm curious if there was a a, a journey with these other crystals that reflects that as well you know anyone that has ever worked with crystals um and sometimes you've worked with crystals and you didn't even know that you did <laughs> um you will sure. know that they have a funny way of appearing and disappearing in your life at exactly the right times and it's because yeah. they have their whole own thing going on there's <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with us and it's so human of sure. us to think that everything is like revolving around us and like things are happening to us all the time in that victim mode or for us all the time in that ego mode you know but actually really we're just here uh, as an energy force and there's so many other energy forces that are doing their whole own thing and if the alignment is correct you're gonna connect you know and sure. so that is you know what happened with me and obsidian the alignment was correct i was seeking that type of healing i was ready to do the work and that crystal you know in its own energy field because that's what it does cycled into my life you know and that was the crystal after working with that crystal solidly for a very long time without bringing any other crystals in because it was a very deep um introspection too because when we go into those works it's like you really have to face yourself like are you willing to face that you haven't been authentic with yourself that you've been lying to yourself for years you know like who are you ready to do that <laughs> You know, because that might yeah. mean that a lot of other people that told you things that you said were BS were actually true. And maybe you have some things to get right with with other people because of this. Maybe you've been self-righteous or judgmental or, you know, name it, name it off, you know, envious. What And um, and maybe it's now you have to make things right because that's also what the crystal does. It really supports you, right? The crystal's not healing you. You're healing you. But the crystal's you and seeing right. these things, you know, so it's like, oh, okay, like now I actually have some other work to do. And that might not be really sure. exciting or favorable for me. So I was um, in that space for a while, you know, and um, that is what opened me up to, you know, at the energetic and emotional was what opened me up to the physical. And then it was like, wow, this supports me physically on a really deep level as well. Wow. I have a whole system of muscles in my vaginal canal that I didn't even know about that they could all move and work towards, you know, me receiving a higher sense of pleasure. It's like most women know that we have uh, clitoral orgasm. That is the most common orgasm. It's like that hot button orgasm. Our, our clit is right underneath our pubic bone. It's the easiest to pleasure. It's the easiest to find sensation. And But it's also the quickest orgasm, right? It, it comes, it's great, but then it goes. And if you're intuitive, you know that there is something more, right? And then that's when it goes to a G-spot orgasm, which I like to call the goddess spot orgasm, you know? And that orgasm really happens with, you know, clitoral stimulation, but also penetration. And that's really the best way to get there. And so um, some women or a lot of women have experienced that, but not very often, right? Because it takes longer for us to get there. And then after that, mm -hmm. we have the cervical orgasm. And that is the orgasm that's like the, you know, 
you know, the, the white unicorn orgasm, you know, it's like a lot of women are like, Oh, I had that once, you know, like, and I felt amazing for a week. Like I was on cloud nine for a week. Well, that coral orgasm is all the way up our canal and our clitoris. I mean, I, and I mean that cervical orgasm, I'm sorry. Um, that cervical orgasm is all the way up our canal and our cervix has its own intelligence. It knows when to open for birth. It knows when to open for menstruation. It knows when to open at certain pivotal times, right? But it only opens when it feels safe enough to open, right? And this is connected to actually our kidneys, right? Because our kidneys is where we store our fear. So if you're a person that's living in fight or flight, if you're a person that's living under stress, you're actually not going to have access to this really deep, life-shattering, life-changing orgasm. And that is the orgasm that releases all of the things in our body that act all that literally gets toxins out of our organs. It's like that orgasm is almost like the fountain of youth, right? And so, mm. you know, what, that orgasm is possible, but we need to take care of ourselves on a regular basis to make sure we're not living in the sympathetic nervous system, to make sure we're in the parasympathetic nervous state, make sure that we're with a partner that we can trust and feel safe to be ourselves around, or even ourselves mm. as that partner, that we feel safe to be ourselves around. We're not okay. embarrassed that we're self-pleasuring. We don't feel guilty or shameful for doing something that we've been told is wrong by religion and society and our parents and everyone else. And that like, we can't touch ourselves below the belly button or only men get to self-pleasure, you know? Yeah. And so like, we need to cross yeah. all this, these boundaries, but on the other side is that beautiful bliss, you know, that is possible for a woman. And that is really our birthright. And that's how we really communicate with God. That's we really communicate with the divine. That's how we manifest through orgasm. That's where real sex magic, you know, because it's a hot button term right now that's going around. That's where the real sex magic is, you know, and um, it takes yeah. it. The only person that can get us there is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard somebody describe the uh, like a cervical orgasm in quite that way or actually in a while. Uh, and so I'm found very peaked in my interest. Um, so, I mean, are you are you saying that there are nerve endings just like in the G spot and, and, and in the clitoris that are also present within the cervix? And if if you're in a space where you feel safe, where um You've done the work, it sounds like, because it, I, I don't know, perhaps you can create a cocoon that like just the opening of the cervix is an orgasmic feeling or can be. Because I'm thinking also of people who've talked about orgasmic birth um, and and that process and that like it, it, is that sort of what you're describing or is it, I don't know, something else entirely that yeah, I Yeah, that is around the realms of okay. what I'm describing. And, you know, when we orgasm, it's more of a pulsing, you know, and it's so, right. you know, it's not that the cervix is, I mean, is opening completely just like as in birth. But when you're talking about orgasmic birth, yeah, that is the case. When a woman feels mm. safe. Now, women, we are mammals, right? If you, you never see a cat going out into the middle of the street to give birth in the middle of the street, 
you see a cat go into a sock drawer or under a bed or find a safe, dark, cozy place where she can be alone so she can be with her body and do what she needs to do naturally. And as humans, we've been colonized in the Western medical system and also brainwashed to believe that giving birth isn't natural and it's a medical procedure, right? So you can imagine you're in your home, you're feeling safe, you know, and your contractions start to come, right? But instead of staying at home in your safe place where you know everything, where the lights aren't are, are good, where your, your partner is there, maybe a, a close friend like slash, you know, practitioner is there, you freak out, grab a bag, run into a car, face whatever you need to face in order to get to a hospital. You rush in, there's bright lights, you might not have your doctor, and you're put into a room, you're put on your back, your legs are spread out, and someone sticks their fingers into your yoni to check if you're dilated. Right. It's the most invasive and fucked up, you know, experience that a woman and disempowering experience that a woman can experience. And so what happens? The cervix closes. You freeze up. The body doesn't want to give birth. She's, uh, she's afraid. She's, where's, where's, you know, like this is all unnatural and unfamiliar and there's a lot of stress and pressure and they want to give you drugs and, you know, that, and they, and all of this stuff. So then they say, oh, your cervix is closed. Oh, your cervix isn't dilating. Oh, you know what? It's taking uh, six hours. We need to do a cesarean, you know, or we need to induce you now. Now you need to be induced. The body knows naturally when it's supposed to give birth. No one needs to be induced. There's no due date. We like to call it a guest date. They don't know that the moment that you got pregnant, you know? Sure. So anyway, we're on a tangent, but the point is, is that when you're at home and you feel safe, you can have an orgasmic birth because your body is regulated to your home and feels good there. Yeah. Yeah, I love, you know, there. I've had a lot of people on recently to talk about, you know, just how we deal with, with birth and, you know, postpartum and, and everything to do with that. And so I would, I would wholeheartedly agree that the system is very, very mm. broken. Um, and so I love, um, I love your feedback and, and what you just said. And so in terms of non-orgasmic birth, but the cervical orgasm that you're speaking of is that a similar pulsing then too or is it literally like an opening it is a pulsing right and of course everyone okay. is has a different level and a different rhythm and a different movement you know but we're not going up past the cervix right it's just like that right, right, it's right. like we were able to activate and stimulate that part of our body and but it's the same as like i was sharing before we have acupressure points and meridian lines that are all like interlaced within all of these sensitive tissues and muscles and um and and ligaments that are in our body so when the right points are touched you know and when we can apply pressure to the right points and when we are in our own state of you know of, of safety and feeling good then that is what's possible yeah i love that um i'm gonna have to do more research on that uh 
amazing. And so, so then this work that you're doing, you have a, a seminar coming up to help other people who want to become practitioners in working with yoni eggs, right? Uh, so I'd love for you to to talk about that and and explain what that is if anybody is interested in getting in. Absolutely. So I have um, two offerings that are that have been really incredible to support women in learning how to use their yoni gem. I call the yoni egg yoni gem, right? And learning how to mm-hmm. use it and also creating a practice around it. Because if you are a listener out there that has a yoni gem, that's most likely sitting on your altar waiting for some special moment, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah. so I really support women in integrating the practice into their everyday life and teaching them the movements and how to use it so that you, you know, it makes it makes sense for what your goals and intentions and desires are. And I have um, the eight day initiation, which will be running in May of um, 2021. Um, And that is an eight day course, eight days in a row, we meet for an hour each evening. Um, But I do have right now a mentorship and teacher training, which is really incorporating the mystic arts of the divine feminine, a lot of the things that we talked about along with tantric dance and um, the Taoist arts and um, kundalini yoga, which is most people know about kundalini activation and the chakra system and how we get there and the utilization of different crystals um, in order to, um, at the end of this mentorship and teacher training, either be certified to teach Yoni egg ritual in women's circles and in workshops and retreats and, um, and your own, with your own private clients. Um, or as a mentorship for you that you can take away from for your personal um, for your personal use and personal knowledge, right? And that is actually that just began. Um, and so I am still open to receiving um, new women that are feeling the call. It is it just started, so it's going to be very easy to catch up. And that is called the Yoni Gem Mentorship and Teacher Training. And you can read all about it on my website, sacredlotusyonisteam.com. Amazing. Um, Awesome. And then how can people find you besides your website? You're also on social media. Yes, it's pretty much the same across the board. I'm Sacred Lotus Yoni Steam um, on Instagram and on Facebook. I also have a, um, it's not private, it's a Facebook group called Sacred Lotus Yoniverse. And what that is really about is where I post longer videos and, you know, you know, things that you can't just share on Instagram or social media, for example. So um, it's a really nice group. There's some nice engagement and um, you can always um, send me an email if you have any personal issues that are going on with your menstrual cycle. I restore women. I support women in restoring balance to their menstrual cycle, um, as well as through all life stages and phases. If you're struggling with fertility or postpartum healing or menopause or cysts and fibroids or infections, you know, I'm a certified vaginal steam therapist and that's a very large part of my practice. Mm -hmm. And also if you desire to go deeper with yoni eggs with me one-on-one or pleasure ones, I do one-on-one, you know, vaginal de-armoring where I work with sisters to, you know, uncover their spaces of pain and numbness and, um, you know, guide them through rituals so that we can, you know, 
um, almost somatically go into those experiences and dig them out and release them as well as yoni egg work, you know, which is transformative on a physical, emotional, sexual, and spiritual level. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. I've thoroughly enjoyed this and uh, yeah, I can't wait to um, to explore more and to, to join those communities and stuff. Well, thank you so much for having me here and thank you for your sacred arts and works that you're doing in the world and so many love and blessings to your community and how you are elevating the wombs and sensuality of our global sisterhood. Yay, thank you. Woohoo! Yeah! Yay! That was great! Thank you, Sabrina. Thank you, Sabrina. Um yeah, you know, one thing that I did want to comment on is uh, I did bring up the idea of vibrators a couple of times because I wanted to get really clear on on what she was talking about because I, I you know, I think that there is a potential for miscommunication and um, and I and I actually really love what she said and I haven't heard you know that feedback about vibrators and the potential to um, overstimulate you know. Um, I do support any kind of sex toy just because I think it can enhance and I think it can just like add to some spice and some pleasure and some fun that I, I, I appreciate her um, engaging with me and really, really clarifying what she was saying because I think it's helpful to to be mindful about what those things mean and 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 really like, you know, the potential consequences moving forward. Yeah, and I mean, I think my read of it too, and this may not be exactly, um, you know, what Sabrina thinks, but to me, what I took from it was sort of like, you know, everything in moderation, right? And and again, that kind of conscious approach towards things. And if you do the same thing every time, then eventually your nerves are going to get dulled, no matter what it is you're doing or what tools you're using or anything like that. So um, just be conscious of the of the habits that you're falling into and making sure that they're healthy ones and the ones you want to choose. Um, and then if you feel like it's not working for you anymore, find ways to counteract it and don't just uh, kind of go back into those same habits. And um, and so, yeah, I was I was appreciative too while, uh, while listening that you were uh, asking her to clarify a little bit on that and I think um, I think that was good and I think that she uh, she was able to clarify her position too which I think is also you know beneficial for everyone to hear so yeah I, I, I appreciated that yeah it's awesome so please check her out her upcoming workshop um, to train as a yogi guide um, you can still get involved so check out her website and her Instagram pages as always please follow us on social media we are on Facebook and Instagram at Finding My Yum Podcast uh, we're also building a new website so we have lots of exciting things coming up we'd love for you to be a part of our community um, and to reach out I always check the DMs and ha- have gotten a lot of guests suggestions and it's been amazing so uh please continue to do so yeah we've gotten a lot of uh we've had a lot of positive feedback lately and uh, like been able to record a lot of uh episodes so far leading into this early part of 2021 and a lot of that has come from your suggestions so if you want if you're more of an email person you can always email us at findingmayam at gmail.com and then again you know please rate review subscribe uh share with friends because those are that's what those platforms are for therefore grabbing a link and saying this this episode made me think of you it's something i know you're interested in why don't you check it out uh so please you know continue to spread the love and um and we'll continue to build this community larger 
Yeah, um, and remember to subscribe and check us out on YouTube if you want to see a visual representation of these interviews. We are uploading all of those. It's Finding My Yum podcast on YouTube. And then I just want a quick shout out to Raquel Figlo, who um, is the public relations person who reached out to me and connected me with Sabrina. So thank you for reaching out and um, and for this connection. This was so awesome. Um, as always, please stay yummy. We'll see you next week. Yay!